My Big Black Fantasy Podcast, episode 26, starts now. The greatest players, some of the greatest players have been played off cocaine. Hello and welcome to My Big Black Fantasy Podcast. This is B, and we're back, getting closer to the draft, folks, Getting coming with all sorts of New and fresh ideas for you. I'm now joined by, or joined with, or joined by. I always screw that up. Joined by. Joined by. Jay Maddie. What's going on? Jay Maddie's here, everybody. And of course, there's Dog. Wow, wow, wow. There it is. <sighs> Two weeks till, well, everybody, you get the itchy trigger fingers. People are drafting now, actually, which make, yeah. never makes any sense because people may still get hurt like today. The Raiders are playing, um, who are they playing? Green Bay? Mm-hmm. As we speak. So, it never makes sense to me that you would draft before. I understand Dynasty people have their things months ahead. I get that. But if you're in a redraft, I understand people get excited and want to have people on the team. Do it next Friday like we do. Like, All we're right. pros. We wait till next Friday. We go to a bar. We get drunk. We get overserved. And we make our picks. Exactly. <laughs> and many of the picks look like we were overserved after <laughs> we're finished. Um, how's everybody doing? And you see, this is a good show because what you have here is the, uh, a show – with different parallels. Doggy and I are probably overprepared, as usual. We've been mock drafting. We know everybody's depth chart. We're all this other stuff. And Jay Maddie over here, typical white boy in white boy fashion, late to the party, come in, doesn't study, get straight A's, all that other shit. Privilege. He's, privilege. He comes in, and he doesn't know dick about dick, but he will be ready. Trust me, folks. He'll be ready by our draft next Friday. Jay Maddie, what's the first thing you got to do to catch up the rest of the group here. What are you going to do? Tell steal, me your strategy. Give steal, me something. Steal your notes. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I mean, y- you just got to have a idea, like a like a plan, a drafting strategy, right? And then sure. the rest just falls into place. Like, sure. you got to have a philosophy. My philosophy doesn't really change from year to year. So I just got to figure out which players fit where within that philosophy. And mm-hmm. that, that comes during, this, I guess, this week since we're drafting Friday. That is correct, sir. Um. One of the names in your news in the news is guy from your favorite team, one of your favorite teams, your only favorite team, Antonio Brown. There, Maddie, Antonio Brown on hard knocks. People from Pittsburgh weighing in, watching the show because they want to see Antonio fail. Probably they're just haters. They're haters. But Maddie, is there a way that Antonio Brown, given everything that you know about him, especially the stuff with his helmet and his terrible crusty ass chicken fried feet, is there a way that Antonio Brown makes it on your team this year? There, Maddie. Well, I mean, yeah, if he, if he's available in the 7th round, I'll snatch him up. <laughs> Hell yeah, but but otherwise, I mean, no, realistically, I I would probably take Antonio Brown in the 3rd round, mm-hmm. but I'm guessing he probably goes before that. Yeah, probably. He will. Yeah. Probably. I mean, there's too ma- there's too many red flags. Now, if y- there is a chance you can get the Antonio Brown of the last 5 years, there's a decent chance of that. I mean, his skill set hasn't dropped off at all, mm-hmm. but he's a head case. He's got a new quarterback who's not Ben Roethlisberger. Right. He's got a new offensive line that is not the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep. They're better than the Pittsburgh and, Steelers. And he's losing no, they're not. Let's yes, be, come on, man. Uh, he's losing his mind. So, I'm I I would not waste a first or second round pick on this guy. If he's around the third round and there's a chance I'm getting first round talent in the third round, I might pull the trigger. Maybe. I think third round's about adequate for him. Doggy, bringing another perspective to the show. <clears throat> Raider fan has been targeting Antonio and drafts. Is that changing ba- on based on helmet and feet stuff there, Doggy? No. Antonio's all in. Um, he's not going to just give up $30 million guaranteed money. 
you know, he has sense, some sense. Um, it would be hard for me to pass on him. In what round? In the second round. Oh. It would be really hard for me to pass on Antonio Brown in the second round because he's taking quick slants to the house. Yeah. But just like Jay Maddie said, Derek Carr's not as good as Ben Roethlisberger. But, hey, just got to give him the ball, man, because he has speed. You have to find ways and space to get him the ball, and John Gruden can make that happen. Yeah. I mean, I think the I think the shine is off Gruden a little bit. I think that, you know, when you look at it, I think he kind of got over on somebody else's Super Bowl, maybe. Maybe that was supposed to be Tony Dungy's Super Bowl a little bit, and then he, did, then he didn't coach for 10 years. Then last year was sort of, I don't know what they were doing. Um, they're not thought of very highly this year. Matter of fact, I I think the only Raider that I can think of drafting would be Jacobs, and and as a matter of fact, he hasn't officially gotten that that starting nod yet. But everybody believes, yeah, he's, he, he's probably going to be the starter. Yeah, he's going to get the the ball. So that's a guy that sh- if you can get in your flex, that'd be great. Sometimes he goes uh, much higher than that, but if you can get him at your flex, I think that works. Um, how much of you being a Raider fan is is involved in you picking Antonio there, doggy? Well, usually I really don't pick Raiders, you know, in my fantasy draft. But I would have to just not just me being a fan, just just being a real like Bill Belichick type of coach <laughs> in fantasy. Like I'm the best in our in our uh, division, our league, okay, the Coxman League, sure. And um, I just I, I, it's just hard to pass on Antonio Brown. Maybe it's the name, it's the star, you know, mm-hmm. it's the star power he has and. He's just one the best receiver in the game still until he can be proven wrong. I don't think so. I think it's Hopkins, and I think there's some a handful of others before him. Yeah, I just don't get the encouraging feeling I need to get to go all in on Antonio. I don't. The, the helmet thing was goofy. The feet thing is goofy. Um, I can't. I, I'm going to have to watch that develop. Uh, uh, I mean, Dog's kind of right. He he is the best receiver in football. He's been for five years. Right. But there's other guys who are just a notch below him that don't nah. run the same risks. You got Hopkins. You got, you got Julio Jones. I mean, there's, there's guys who are, who, are, who are right there who don't have the same red flags. So you got to go with them. Yeah. I think Devontae Adams think Hopkins is better? Is better? Yes. I don't think so. I, I mean, am. I don't know if it's that close. He, he he's, a, he's more of an athletic freak. But he's not put up the numbers that Antonio Brown's put up. Yeah. I think this, just like last year, I predicted for Devontae Adams was like an elite breakout year. I think Hopkins has his big time year this year and basically leaves no questions as to who's the so best. So, out player. of all of last year, you're going to tell us the, the, the one prediction you got right i had several predictions <laughs> last year my problem is yeah i didn't i didn't follow my own advice that that yeah, was my yeah, problem yeah, yeah. That, that that was that, that was, was your fault that was my problem that was your problem yeah. you didn't follow your I, own advice i was out That's earlier what... than anybody saying tom brady was not a quarterback to draft <laughs> and right. i and i drafted him so it's hard it was hard to pass that was at that point in the draft it was very hard for me to pass the lights were on yeah i got nervous happens um another guy who's you know been in the news um, Josh, okay, I lost my thing there. <laughs> Josh Gordon is back uh, again, and by the, we got to be apologize and get this podcast out quick because by the time it airs, he may be gone again. Um, <laughs> I have told everyone, <clears throat> excuse me, I've told everyone to steer clear of Josh Gordon. Nothing has changed for me in that aspect. Um, I don't know what else needs to happen. The guy hasn't put together a full season. The last time I think he was any good was 2012 or 13. Was yeah. that where he put it together a full season? 
if you go broke on Josh Gordon dreams this year, you deserve what you get because until he puts together a full season, I am not counting on him being available all year this year. And I think that's where the smart money is. Um, Jay Maddie, do you take a chance on Josh Gordon this year? I mean, in like a FFPC 20 player, player roster, yeah, sure. I might throw the 20th pick at him, 20th round, but yeah. other than that, no, hell no. Not, no. not in our league. What do we have, like 15 guys? 15 guys, yeah. No, no way. Not going to happen. Doggy, what about you? Does he crack your lineup at any point this year? I would have to gamble and oh. say yes. Oh. This year. Oh. I think this is the year. The, <laughs> the greatest players, some of the greatest players have been played off cocaine. Cocaine is a hell of a you know, drug. Uh, Lawrence Taylor. Sure. Dexter sure. Manley. You know, yeah. Hollywood Henderson. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, so it's just like, and then Michael Irvin. It's not you a know, matter. It's just like, so he could, as long as he could play off the cocaine, yeah, you know, but... and just, he'll be all right. <laughs> you know, just, just stay pumped up. A lot you of, know? you're right. A lot of guys can play well on cocaine, including right. Josh Gordon. Right. The, mm-hmm. the question isn't whether or not he can play on cocaine. The question is, can he stay on the field or is he going to get busted again? Yeah. And, and I don't know why. And he might be better on cocaine because when he came back all sober, he wasn't very good. Yes. Yeah, and he should know cocaine stays in your system for three days, Josh. So do your, <laughs> do your cocaine and then stop doing cocaine. Wait, you know you're about to be Wasn't it weed with him? I don't remember. I thought it was co- cocaine. <laughs> I think it's been weed for the most part. Maybe it's other shit. I don't know. It's probably all the above. Uh, yeah. yeah, the show has gone off the rails already. With cocaine, people playing on cocaine and how long it stays in your body and you could play on. Yeah. I, he, I mean, when's the last time he was successful? Five years ago? Something like that. I mean, come on. Yeah. But, it's not going to happen. I mean, I'm rooting for him. It'd be a great story. You know, oh, yeah. it'd be a great story. Personally, but I don't. Sure. He, he Brady's going to find him, though, dude. Brady's going to find him. He was so dynamic when he was young. I mean, he, he had a chance to be the best in the game. He was that skilled. Yeah. But he's not a young man anymore. He's got to be 29 years old by now. No, it's, it, each violation takes a year off of his playing life. And so, again, folks, don't do it. Listen to me. I'm trying to tell you stay away from Josh Gordon. Okay? Listen. Not if you hear me. Okay, great. Cocaine. Cocaine. Um, next up, we're going to break some questions down. Things that I see on Twitter, people going back and forth. Who is the player, and you know, you guys in this room, who's the player that you've had a favorable, I, I, sorry, favorable opinion about since March, and you've not changed that opinion about since March, not one bit? Doggy, who's that player? It's Chris Carson. Okay. For me, you know... Um, you know, Chris is coming into his own, and now they don't have a uh, – what's the other guy that used to back him up? Mike Davis. Mike Davis is gone. So, mm-hmm. you know, Penny's there, but Chris is going to start staying in the game on third down. Yeah. You know, and he's going to start, you know, being a hog. He yeah. was a hog for me last year at the end of the season, and and uh, Seattle is really run heavy now. Yeah. They're, you know, they're run heavy offense. So it, it's it's Chris Carson, man. I, I love I love Chris Carson. I'm hate. I hate. I'm telling you guys this <laughs> because you guys might fuck around. I, I will fuck around and take Chris Carson, Carson as my second pick. Ooh, he's that he's, high. That high. And you know this draft dictates a lot of that because after you get your, through your first four or five backs, you're you, you know a guy like Chris Carson got to take him in the second round may not be a bad idea because yeah. he who else are you gonna go for? I mean, he's a guy that did it last year. He's a guy that may be getting more responsibility this year. He's a guy that has a gap growing between him and Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny is not doing well, by all accounts. So if he's, especially if he's able to stay on the uh, field for third down, 
you, you know, you could look past the injury stuff this year because you just don't have that many backs, and Chris Carson could be that guy. Look, man, I don't, I don't want to argue with the champ or anything. Oh, God. But I don't know how good Chris Carson is going to be, but taking him in the second round is just a terrible strategy. You can get him easily in the third round. Why it, would you take a guy really. that For I would sure. be taking him, and it's depending on my position where I pick. His, I his, can understand. You know, a, depending on my position. His ADP right now is 42. Mm-hmm. You can get him in the third round. You might even get him in the fourth. Maybe. You never know. The, That'd be a reach in the second round. But say, like, if I pick 12th, sure. no, I, I would get, you know, my best two players. But if I pick, like, somewhere like seventh and mm-hmm. backs are starting to leave, you know, you need to go ahead and get that starting back. Yeah, backs. and a back that's going to be on the uh, on the field for but three what, downs. What, what makes you think he's going to be a three down back when? Seattle... Oh, I just you know was watching a little preseason. They're going to start throwing in the ball more. You know, uh, they were just talking about it. So uh, you know, you trust what you see and hear in preseason? Yeah, I do. I do. Okay. Yeah. No, I. I it think, makes sense. I think you know? in, in certain draft positions, if you are a person who favors backs, I think you could make the argument to take him second. Um, I would probably wait till round three or or, or maybe four. There, I mean, it, it just really depends on where you're drafting. Um, but if you think highly of them and you want them, you got to go get them and that, and yeah. just decide to let let the chips fall where they may. Basically, and speaking of Chris Carson, one of the debates that I started on Twitter this week. Thanks to you guys for weighing in on my poll. I appreciate it. Who do you take between Mark Ingram and Chris Carson? It, Mark Ingram is now by himself in Baltimore. He's done it previously. He has had good seasons previously. He doesn't have an injury history that I can think of right now. I think he may have been banged up one year or something like that. But he's a hog. He runs hard. He's with a quarterback that runs, and that always helps the running back out. You remember that. You know that, folks. Is Mark Ingram a better pick than Chris Carson, their doggy? No. You don't think so? Yeah, you know, to the simple fact <clears throat> that Lamar Jackson isn't proven yet. Mm-hmm. You know, they, you know, they're going to be you know, stacking the box – and doing a lot of, you know, bump and run coverage on the receivers because he has to prove that he can throw the ball downfield. Sure. You know, but Russell Wilson is proven. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can't just put eight in the box on Russell Wilson. Yeah. He'll audible out that shit. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And, and whoop your ass. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So that's the only reason, just because of the quarterback situation. Yeah. That's why I would take Chris. No, this is one of the things I've str- struggled with back and forth. And in a draft, we were that mock draft we did uh, yesterday or the day before, I picked 12th and was able to get both of them picking 12th. And I think I got Mark Jackson, I'm sorry, Mark Ingram in the third round and Chris Carson in the fourth, right? Bang, bang, right? Back to the double bubble, right? Yeah. In that 12th spot, right? Maddie, Mark Ingram or Chris Carson? That's tough. I mean, history is on Ingram's side. Yeah. Right? He's 30. But he's also, well, he's 29. But yeah, he'll probably be 30 before the end of the year. So sure. that that's that's what's working against him. I like his situation there in Baltimore uh, more than I like Chris Carson's situation. The only the only thing that would lead me towards Chris Carson is the age factor. Because mm-hmm. at some point, they all break down once they hit 30. So yeah, that's, most likely he will. That's yeah. the concern. That's usually the, the, the magic number. It's, it's kind of weird, though. It, it is true. For running backs over 30, I mean, you got, you got Frank Gore mm-hmm. and Emmitt Smith. And that's about it in the history of the NFL. Adrian of guys, Peterson. Adrian Peterson. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's like they they hit thirty and that's it. It's real. It's not like thirty ish. It's like thirty. Mm. So it, it's a weird thing, but it's happened enough that you got to pay attention to it. Yeah, I'm leaning toward Mark Ingram, and I've I've gone a little bit back and forth on this, but I think that's going to be a guy 
that determines a lot of my draft. That's going to be the, the my, my RB2, or maybe in some cases my RB1, because I just think it's a good situation for him. Um, I, in reality, mm-hmm. if you want a winning strategy, you stay away from both of those guys. You stay away from backs and all those middle rounds. Well, Chris Carson beat you in the um, Super Bowl last year. <laughs> Chris, Chris Carson did not beat me in the Super yes, Bowl. Yes, he did. <laughs> I mean, it didn't help. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> point is, I don't know what the point is. I don't. I would. I don't. Would not. But last year, you got Chris Carson probably in like the seventh or eighth round. You probably didn't. Yeah, I got him late. Okay. Yeah. So I, I don't take middle round backs. I, I, I get a stud up front, and then I, I load up on rookies. Look what happened to your stud. It happens. Yeah, it happens. But I, it got me to the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. No. But, you can't control injuries. No. No. If you if you get a stud running back, you're gonna you're gonna ride or die with that guy. Yeah. Some yeah. of the residue left off from our last championship is just. He's talking about Todd Gurley. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's another question because we brought it up last show. What do you do with Todd Gurley? Is he healthy? Is he not healthy? I'm not does, fucking with him. What does he do? Where do you take him? Does he a first round back still? Is he second round? What do you do with Todd Gurley there, Matty? I don't know enough to comment on his injury status, so mm-hmm. I, I would have to read up. What do you do? You know, I was saying, and I said it, you know, it shows you how our opinions change from week to week, folks. I said, stay away from him last week. And I thought about it. I said, you know what? If they suit up Ty Gurley, they've gotten an indication from Ty Gurley he can play ball. Because they're not going to put him on the field if he's going to hurt the team. Not going to happen. Will he get as many carries as he did last year? No. But there's some analytics, and I hate analytic people a lot of the times because you guys rely solely on numbers. But I saw something out there that said, basically, if you cut out his third downs and you just went on first and second, and you meant, you know you took away some of his carries. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, he would still be like an RB one, like it, you know, it did, wouldn't phase him because his numbers were so good. I think you can make an argument to take him in the late first round uh, to get to you know because backs are off the table pretty soon, folks. After after that, like I said, the first five picks, you really. There's a red flag for every back. Every back that you mentioned to me after that, I could tell you why you shouldn't draft him. And I could also tell him why you should. But to have a, someone who's done it before, the MVP, a guy who's done it, had a good year last year, had a little injury history, to have him available at the end of the first round and then to be able to turn around real quick and pick up a receiver, a top-line receiver, you might want to take that chance on Todd Gurley this year. What was the injury last year? What was the actual injury? It was a knee, that, and they were real mysterious about it, and it was like arthritic, and there might be a problem, and they might have to cut his workload, and they right. might have to load it, low management. It's a knee. It, it's a knee, but they're not specific. He had ACL surgery on his the same knee sure. in 2014. That's a, a back's bread and butter is, is his knee. knee. Sure. I, I'm going to stay away from him. All right. Well, completely. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna stay away away from him because when you when people mention Todd Gurley, they're mentioning fucking load management. Like yeah. I don't want my fucking back to have any load management. No, fuck that. That's why I'm not picking anybody with load management behind their name. Yeah, it it's it's got to be handled delicately. I would say monitor what the Rams are saying about him leading up to your draft and make the best decision. Um, but if they suit him up, the thought is is that he can help them. I'm just trying to tell you. So keep that in mind. Um, sticking with running backs, Kansas City is just, I don't know what to do about drafting. They got Damian Williams, and they're like, hey, draft this guy in the second round or in the third. And I've been leery about it all year, and the reason why is exactly what's happening. There's this kid on the team named Darwin Thompson. Nobody knows him. Nobody heard of him. He's now leapfrogged 
Carlos Hyde, who was supposed to be the second string back, and was talk. They, they were talking about Carlos Hyde taking the job from Williams earlier. Now they're talking about this kid taking the job. Um, is Damian Williams worth the second or third draft round draft pick right now? I would probably have to gamble, mm-hmm. and yes, maybe a third round draft pick mm-hmm. because he, they're going to probably split carries mm-hmm. anyway. I don't think he's just going to outright take his job. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, he, just like Kareem Hunt, you know, was in there on first and second down, and sure. somebody, you know, came in behind, or he took Spencer Ware's job because Spencer Ware got hurt, mm-hmm. but uh, it was uh, West mm-hmm. came in there on third down, so they might have some a similar situation like that. I think. Yeah, you know, I think they're just going to split carries, man. Well, that, but I think I think they're both going to get an opportunity. Yeah, but if they're splitting, I can't take them second or third because I I could I, look at yeah. somebody like Lamar Miller, who I'm not crazy about the way he runs. I'm not, and but the thing is, you look at him and you don't see much, but you look at him, the numbers they're are there. are kind of there, yeah. right? So you could maybe put they're him average, but they're there. You could pick him up late and then worry about a receiver in your second or third round. And it, or some of you want to do tight ends in your second or third round. I wouldn't necessarily, but there's some of you out there obviously. I just think Williams is one of those situations where you look up one week and he won't have that full job. And even if they if they go into the season splitting carries, then definitely not second or third round pick for me. I'm just saying. Um another guy who's who um you might want to look at too is a guy Montgomery from Chicago who is I mean Chicago supposedly in love with this guy. They're talking about him being the lead back with Cohen getting those third down is, carries. Is this a draft pick? Yeah, yeah. The, the rookie got rookie came out of the blue, and no one talked about him until like the last month. But supposedly Chicago is in love with this guy. Um, they signed Mike Davis, and I don't. And I think they gave him like three million dollars. I don't. I haven't heard a whole lot about Mike Davis, but this guy Montgomery is someone you should look at, especially if you think about taking someone like Damian Williams early. You can get, uh, I think I've seen Montgomery go in the sixth round, seventh, that sort of thing. So plan wisely, folks. Um, uh, it, I mean, just look, I've never heard of that name until five minutes before, but just knowing the history of fantasy football and guys like this, mm-hmm. this is not a guy who was drafted high. He's a guy who's getting a lot of, of fantasy steam behind him. Sure. So he's going to be drafted too high. Don't take that guy. Yeah, well, I in your flex, I think if he get if he... Again, there's too much. There's plenty of other rookies who you can get later with equal upside than this guy who's going in the fourth round right now. Is he That's going ridiculous. that high now? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He, he's, the hype. I've seen him go to six, and I think that's reasonable. I, wow, that's high. It is. But you see, until I get official word from the Bears that he's their guy, I can't justify taking him fourth. If you can, you can sneak somebody at six. But it looks like it's it's going to be tough to sneak somebody if he's going in the fourth round now. So, you know, plan wisely, like I said. Um, talking about quarterbacks, okay? Quarterbacks, one thing that has sort of startled me is the ascension of Baker Mayfield. I mean, he's getting rated ahead of Ben Roethlisberger, Cam, uh, Newton. Cam Newton, Drew Brees. Maybe Matt Ryan. Jared Goff. Yes, Matt Ryan, too. How does that happen? If you look at his numbers last year, he broke 30 points twice i think two times and then another thing that jumps out at you there are two things there for three straight weeks he was sacked like five times a game for three straight weeks and i don't know if cleveland's offensive line is that much better now maybe hopefully they are 
but we don't know that they are that much better. And he tends to like to throw picks. He throws picks. So how does Baker Mayfield, Leapfrog, Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Ryan, Jared Goff, Drew Brees, Cam Newton, and the list goes on and on. There's several quarterbacks that Baker Mayfield is getting picked ahead of. Tom Brady. I, I get Tom Brady. I yeah. get why he's rated that high. Yeah. I get it. He's he was exciting last year. He's young. He's got all these new tools surrounding him. I get why people are hyped on him. But yeah, I think he, I think he's too high for sure. My 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 theory on quarterbacks like him, which are are uh, active, mobile, running quarterbacks, mm-hmm. right? It almost never has been proven wrong. First year, draft them because they come in, they confuse the defenses. They're not looking to throw. They're looking to make plays first with their legs, and they get you a lot of fantasy points. Second year, get off them because defenses figure them out. They get hurt. Uh, they put eight in the box. They got to throw more, and they they always have a bad year the second year. Almost always with these guys. So I would I stay away. You know, I think uh, the reason he got bumped up there, man, because Odell Beckham too. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, he has a hell of a weapon. Sure, you know, so he's got lots of weapons. And then, you know, I've watched Baker last year, and he's very accurate. He's an accurate passer. But you know, the the targets on Baker is on his back this year. Due to the simple fact he runs his mouth too much, yeah, and he's cocky. He has a swagger. You gotta like but, you that. Know, in the I like though. it. I yeah. like it, but not not a lot of NFL players like it. Fans like it. Yeah. Fans love it. Yeah, but the players, hey, you're targeting. Someone's gonna punch him in his mouth, huh? Well, yeah, just like yeah. Seymour did. Uh, ben, Big Ben. Yeah, yeah. I have an idea that this Cleveland thing has a huge potential to be a huge garbage fire. Of course it does. <laughs> I mean, like, they they could also win 12 games, but yeah, they could win four. You yeah, know, it's Cleveland. Yeah. I, I mean, but if the reason he got pumped up is because of Odell Beckham, who hasn't put a complete, I don't know, the last two seasons he's been hurt, right? So I just don't know. I, and like, I think it's not he, just Beckham, though. They've added a lot of talent. They've got, them. I mean, okay, so they got they got Duke Johnson. Uh, they had, I'm sorry, not Duke Johnson. They have um, Chubb, Chubb, who they had last season. They got, got that tight end who's nice. Yeah, in Joku, they job. had him last mm-hmm. season. They have Lamar. Uh, sorry, they got Hunt, who is out the first eight games, and Man, that was oh, a he's pickup. out eight games. I think was it six? Is it six or eight? I don't think it's eight. I thought it was six. All right, one of them. Yeah, for some time. Google it, folks. Sorry, Landry, right? Since yeah, but Landry was so. I had him on the team last year. He was so sometimes. Yeah, but he's not. He's not a number one guy. He's a he's a, a route running slasher. Her be her serve well is the in the in the slot this year. Yeah. Oh yeah, Bell, because uh, Beckham outside. Yeah, Beckham's outside, yeah. and that's going to open open it up for Landry. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I just think there's a, a, a. This is an instance where I think media hype has translated into fantasy type stuff where it's just like Baker Mayfield and people don't even question it. It's like, do you know Ben Roethlisberger has won Super Bowls? Okay. You know, Cam was in the Super Bowl. Matt Ryan was in the Super Bowl. Jared Goff was in the Super Bowl. But Baker Mayfield is your fantasy pick right now? I just don't see it. Ben's going off at 15th for the quarterback. And he almost, I mean, he was second in the league last year in yardage. It's ridiculous. He always gets yeah, pushed Antonio. down. He always yeah. gets pushed down further than he should go. And I'm, someone I look for in the late, extremely late rounds that maybe someone's sleeping on, Ben is, is last, at least the last two years, has been there super late. Um, 
Let's see. What else do we got? Quarterback oh. is just not a position anymore. You need to go high. Like, if you're drafting Patrick Mahomes in the first or second round, don't do that's it. It's a bad move. It's like the same thing. I remember it's one be year. Done, though. It's gonna Someone's going to do yeah, it. Yeah. I, I remember one year. Uh, who was the uh, Michael Vick? Had a sure. big year with the Eagles. Yep. And then Matthew Barry came out and said, not only should he be a first round pick, He's he should one. be the number one pick. <laughs> wow. And half the country, for whatever reason, listened to Matthew Barry and drafted him in the first round, and he ha- he was a disaster. Sure, like uh, is, Mahomes is kind of this, that same type of quarterback. He had a great year, one of the he had a historical year, really. But if you take him before the fourth round, you're you're not playing fantasy football right. No, it it just doesn't make sense, and particularly with this draft, uh, you're getting Aaron Rodgers in like the fifth or sixth round. What are you doing? If I mean, it's one of those things you're hoping someone else takes Mahomes early, so you could. You, there's a lot of meat on that bone at that point in the draft. You can get some meat in a in in the form of a receiver or a running back or what have you, but it doesn't make any sense. To, like I'm I'm always looking to go quarterback tight end last or maybe flex last, but we'll see how it, it pans out. But no, with Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. Both available in the fifth and sixth round. I said it last show. It just doesn't make any sense. Makes what, no sense. What about um, Andrew Luck? Is he going to be healthy this year? Because that's a guy who used to be in the first three quarterbacks drafted. Now he's like his ADP is like the eighth quarterback. I need to hear that he's going to place week one, and then I could start. That, to think that about hasn't it. been determined. No, no. <clears throat> no. They got Jacoby Brissett, and. Even so stay, if stay away from luck again this year, yes. and also what that means is stay away from T.Y. Hilton because T.Y. Hilton a couple of years ago when Andrew missed the whole year was a totally different player. So that it's twofold with that. If you stay away from Andrew Luck until you get a health verification, and then if he goes down, T.Y. is based on two years ago may not be as productive as he was when Luck played with them last year. But draft Eric Ebron. I'm you have to still draft not Eric sold Ebron. on Ebron. Brissett loves Ebron. Yeah, but you know, so. but it's, I mean, is Jack Doyle, even though Jack Doyle gets hurt all the time, Jack Doyle's still going to have a role there, right? I mean, if, you, if you're getting a tight end, I go back to my Delaney Walker uh, hysteria. That, I mean, he's back, he's healthy, he caught a touchdown in preseason. He is the guy to go to in that Tennessee offense, which doesn't or hasn't developed a way to feed their receivers consistently. It's going to probably be uh, Derrick Henry and Delaney Walker, I would assume. Mariota loves Derek, Delaney Walker. I don't know, actually, now to speak of it, we don't know if Mariota is going to start because what, of Tannehill. But does that have anything to do with Eric Ebron? Well, with tight ends. Because I'm saying the tight end to get late would be uh, Delaney Walker. Well, There's, Ebron's not going to go. He's not that late, is he? I mean, he no. had a big year last year. He did, but can he duplicate? I mean, was he's it 11 big, touchdowns or whatever big, it was? He's uh, a target in the red zone. Yeah, he is. So... That's why I like him. I don't trust it. Not yet. I like him just because, I mean, he's he's a big, strong, fast dude. who He was a first-round pick. I think he was like the eighth pick in the draft. He's got the skills. But tight end is the slowest developing position in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And it's, it seems like he just finally caught on last year. I think, I think he's legit. He got in the right situation. I need to know how much of a role Jack Doyle plays before I go Ebron crazy. Because I, I still think Jack Jack Doyle gets a piece of those snaps, and I, when you want to tie, if you have Delaney Walker late, I, I'm I'm rolling with him. I I think that's I think it's theft that he is available that late as as he has been in drafts. 
He's 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 damn near a top tier tight end. Even though he's thirty six, I think he is thirty four, thirty six, something like that. He he's worth the pick, folks. Honest. Um, let's see. Lastly, we got we got like NFL news. It's something everybody's talking about. Jay Z now is involved in sort of the the aftermath of the Colin Kaepernick type stuff, where he's trying to find a solution to all of the motions or all of the movement that Colin Colin Kaepernick brought forward. Um, A lot of people are giving him heat because they're saying he's getting paid. They're talking about him being an owner, which they don't think is, you know, right in light of the fact he's doing this supposedly for humanitarian efforts. Um, Let's talk about it. What do you guys think? I think Jay-Z can do what the fuck he wants to do. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I think Roger Goodell is smart by bringing a mogul like Jay-Z, you know, on with the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just, you know, hey, you know, Jay-Z makes money. Yeah. You know, if he wants to produce the halftime shows and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe get involved in ownership. I mean, shit, I would love to partner with the NFL. Fuck everything else, man. Yeah. You know, it's, hey, he's not like, he's for Kaepernick. He talks to Kaepernick. And so it's not like he's against, you know, like um, Cap or anything. They're not friends and shit. Of course they talk. Mm. You know, so I, hey man, just fuck, fuck, fuck the outsiders, man. They're not getting paid. Yeah, Jay Maddy, what about you? I think it's it's a good PR move for the NFL and for Jay Z, mutually beneficial. Mm. I think they're they're uh, both full of shit on their intentions, but it'll be good for them both. Well, I think we gotta like, I think we gotta let time tell. I think we gotta give him a chance. He stepped forward. He said he's gonna do something that involves making changes positively for minority communities that sort of thing he had it's a public forum so it's not like he's going to be able to hide a year from now if he hasn't done anything people will report back to say okay what has jay-z done since he's been here or given this role and there will hopefully be an answer uh, a positive answer so i think we have to allow him to work this out allow him give him time to figure out if he can, can be successful with this and at the same time if you like jay-z's position doesn't mean you have to hate Kaepernick's position and if you like Kaepernick's position doesn't mean you have to hate Jay-Z's position you can support both of them because Kaepernick started the movement maybe Jay-Z takes what Kaepernick started and turns it into something I don't understand I don't understand what you just said why would people who like the Kaepernick movement not be against the Jay-Z there's there's people that are have have sold sown themselves with to Kaepernick and they view Jay-Z's involvement as an affront to him in what way is that first of all he was Kaepernick's not involved in this in this NFL led initiative, okay, and they think that's wrong, and okay. that may be so. Maybe he should be involved. What have you? It's not us making so the, decisions. So they're they're on Team Kaepernick. Yeah, that's it's personal. It's personal. So well, shit, Cap just got paid. Just got a settlement. Yeah, he I mean, did. He got to pay, and shit. he's and, be, and is that the only reason? Is that what do you mean? In terms that of, people would not not support Jay Z. Because they support Cap, like I don't see well, how the two oppose each well, other. Well, that's the thing is that it, like it seems no, it seems like there's two tents. It's like we're pro Kaepernick. He started this movement, and and Jay Z, he said something, and I didn't think it was a big deal, but people are making a big deal of it. He says, "I think we are pa- we need to get past the point of kneeling." Okay, I I get that. Okay, yeah, I, the kneeling was excellent. It brought the mo- movement to the forefront. People were educated about it. Now, what do we do next to solve it? It seemed like a good statement. It wasn't received that well from other people, people that supported Kaepernick. There's they, a lot of different ways you can interpret that. Yeah. Yeah, I would take it as we need to get 
past the kneeling and get real change. Yeah. That's and, how I would take that. And like I said, he's going to have the biggest platform to either succeed or fail, and everyone's going to know what happens. Everyone's going to know the answer. This uh, isn't like a secret. I'd take him in like round 14. That's it. Take Kaepernick or Jay-Z? Jay-Z. Oh, all right. Jay-Z. When would you take Beyonce? Ooh, Second round. A one. Second round. One. Nah, she's not a one. One. Nah. My, one. my, my top 12 are stacked. She's not, she's not cracking the first round. <laughs> Beyonce is number one. She's a first rounder. Nah. Definitely. Doggy, when are you taking Beyonce? First pick. First, ooh, first pick. Nah, I'm sorry. That's for my girl, Scojo. Scarlett Johansson. Oh, Beyonce. Well, it's just different flavors, different tastes, that sort of thing. But hey, she's definitely first round. Why? I, I don't get all the Jay-Z love in the hip-hop game. Like, so many people consider him the greatest of all time. Yeah, look at his yeah. track record. I mean, he's he's put out He sold a lot snaps. of records. I mean, yeah. shit. That's, that's it. That's it. That, that's all it takes to be the greatest no. is selling the most? <laughs> not at all. He's, that makes Britney Spears the best musician of all time. No, he's, like you said, he's not a businessman. He's a business, man. Yeah, get it? Exactly. <laughs> that's what he said. So, he, he, he's, he, okay, he transformed yeah, yeah. it. He's, yeah. he's a rapper. He's a mogul. He, he, he went from selling drugs and now he's a billionaire. Mm-hmm. What do you want? I mean, well, I'm just talking about him as as a hip hop artist. I don't I'm not impressed. I, oh. I think there's 20 rappers who are better than him. No. Well, you, I mean, you could say there are people better. You can't deny he had hits like hits hit after hit. I don't really like it. Oh, yeah. yeah Jay-Z is yeah. one of the best. Yeah. I, I got, you know, I'll give him props. He's, he is what, you know, Jay-Z. Give him love. When he did that stupid song with the with the the girl from the Lollipop gang. It's uh, a hard knock. Oh, that, that, I was oh, out. That was a slap. That. That was a slap. Like oh, my God. Slap, slap man. First. Yeah. It slaps. slapped. Yeah. It okay. slapped. All right. Difference of opinion. Of course. <laughs> all right. I think we've wrapped up all our fantasy news. Anybody have anything else? Yeah, you guys. Keep mock drafting. Yes. And stop walking out of the mock drafts early and stop taking kickers first. Yeah. Don't be an asshole. Um, Maddie, do you rem- even remember our Facebook <laughs> thing? At My Big Black Fantasy. There you go. Our Facebook yeah. is My Big Black Fantasy uh, Podcast. You no, re- it's just At My Big Black oh, Fantasy. I stand corrected. At My Big Black Fantasy. You could also reach me at B underscore MBBFP, like My Big Black Fantasy Podcast. Any parting words? Anybody else? Jay, Maddie? Nothing? For the go people? Steelers. Oh, Let's do it this year. Jesus. All right, until next time, uh, get ready for your drafts, folks. Hopefully you're not drafting until next week so you don't have draft injured players. Um, And we'll be back with more soon. Talk to you later. Peace.